What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. We are going back to our roots, the original uh, way how the show used to be done. Um, well, not the original, because me and Shanir used to do this in person, but it's the original host. Shanir, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. A little ups and downs this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got back from Orlando, let's see, Friday night? So Saturday, I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to chill in the house. You know how you come back from a flight? You're like, I'm not doing a whole bunch. I'm like, I'm trying to relax. Yeah. Um, And plus, because I had two connected flights. So I was like, by the way, this is Eva. You can see her. Um, So I was just like, I'm going to chill and wait for the kickers game. And that's what I did. And I will say by 1030, I was like, I'm going to watch anime to save my peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, kind of a, kind of a bit of an up and down in terms of soccer, you know? Yeah. My, my, my other club team got a win yesterday, even though it's, you know, preseason friendly, but still a win's a win. Um, also, Haiti played Haiti, well in the World Cup. Oh, they played very well. Um, if it wasn't for a penalty kick, England wouldn't have scored on us. Uh, we're gonna talk about that one. We're gonna need to talk about that hey, one. Not everyone can be the mighty Jamaica, okay? Not everyone. No, no, no. You know what? <laughs> Look, you can shut out the French completely. I mean, that's that's big. That's big up. That's big up. <laughs> And look, as much as I love Whitney Renard, because we did a whole episode about her, yeah. when she baited Bunny Shaw into that red card, I was like, come on, Whitney. Really? Really? But, hey, uh, yeah. it's gamesmanship. It's part it of the is. game. It is. But I'm just it's like, part of the game. oh, that's trash. So, yeah. It is, um, but but at the end of the day, the, the, the defense was solid. They held it yeah, down. Stood out. They definitely stood out. And with Haiti, Teus, our, our goalkeeper, stood on her head. She pulled in Akira. She really pulled in Akira. <laughs> she, whoo, man. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, outside of this uh, Richmond game that I turned off at 1030, um, I just thought Now, talking about this kicker's game, going into this game, um, Noko, who was coming into the game on an 11 game on beating the streak, top of the table. It was always, it was always going to be an uphill task, you know. Especially the last game that we played against them, we got completely thrashed off the floor. Yeah, it always we, you know, last week we even said like getting a draw will be a positive, you know. Like getting a draw against Noko is not the end of the world. Like you get the draw, you move on. Getting the goal was good. The first half was good. The second half. Man, it leaves a yeah. mouth. Yeah, the second half we kind of fell apart. Um, one thing we were talking about before we started recording is the way this team struggles to put two halves together. Um, it's like two halves are like night and day. Either they start sluggish and end well, or they start well and run out of steam. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's it's, it's pretty frustrating, but hopefully it's a work in progress. Hopefully it's a work in progress. You kind of get scared if it's a work in progress at this point in the season. But we'll talk about that um, a little bit later. Before we dive into this game, uh, Richmond played midweek against uh, – God, what's the club name from Guatemala? You know it better now. Comunicaciones. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, it was a decent – a decent – my dog is, like, just about to destroy my Crocs. Um it was Uh-oh. a decent, yeah, it's fine. She's good. Uh, <laughs> she just wanted to be part of the show. It was a decent midweek uh, game. I was unfortunately unable to watch it live, but seeing everyone's reaction to it, they were really impressed by Landon Johnson, Gabe Cox, um, uh, Obiton. It seemed to really give a lot of those kids youth, I mean, kids experience that are youth. Um, and then four or two, but it's a preseason friendly. I think the main things we should take away from it is a nobody got hurt. 
B, Emmy didn't touch the field, so Darren once again listens to his podcast and understands us. Um, and then C, guys kind of impressed, you know, young guys, I should say. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, out. no, it was, that was that it was pretty good to, to you know to see the young kids coming out and and really you know kind of making a case for themselves. Yeah. And uh, that's all that's all you can do in, in these types of friendlies. And, and they they definitely they definitely impressed. They definitely, you know, they, they did their thing out there. Um, I wasn't really expecting fireworks with regards to this game. It was, you know, simply for entertainment, simply to, to give the, the younger guys uh, a run out on the field and, and against some decent competition. Um, all in all, a, a good night. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That's the way it worked out. Also, Richmond de- debuted a new third kit, the gray and pink kit. Uh, don't love the pink because one of our big rivals were pink, but overall, mm-hmm. it's a solid jersey. I like it. Also, because I can read the names in the back as well. So that's yeah. a plus for me. Absolutely. <laughs> I was, Alinda was actually, she was saying, like, do you think with this kit coming in, do you think they kind of move away from the all white kit? I was like, yeah, I think they will. They kind of did yeah. that last year as well, where they kind of started to wear the alternative kit more than the away kit at a certain part of the season. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know how if I'm feeling it too much. <laughs> like you said, the pink going with that team from up there, uh, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing that we are feeling is that is uh, once again, Richmond decides to take the third jersey. And dedicated to a nonprofit. Um, they did this in what was it? They did it last year with the uh, no, two years ago with um, uh, God, what's the golf organization? I can't think of their name, but he did it with them. And then, of course, this year they're doing it with RVA access, so it's good to see that mm-hmm. you know they're taking the third kid and making that you know nonprofit base, and hopefully, they keep yeah. that up, man. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, you know, you got to give back to the community, and they they definitely are. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this game. Talk about the lineup. Starting off with Darren goes. Darren sticks with the four three three. We see Belmar uh, getting start up top. Um, Also with Emmy Serkowski, midfield three of Zaka, Neil, and uh, Suko, and then a back four: Hornsby, Nathan Ani, Dakota, and Simon Fitch, and Akira's back in goal. So, no real big changes there. But also, on Noko side, we noticed they're going with the four-three-three. Um, we're gonna, I want a moment to talk about this formation. We're gonna talk about it a little bit later how it kind of played out throughout this game. But first half, man, it seemed this thing. It seemed like things were going in our favor. Um, we were getting a wide five with a little bit of luck because Doko was so press heavy, man. Um, playing mm-hmm. that four, that three four three, it really felt like Arthur Rogers and Rondon's jobs was just go wide and press high and kind of get our fullback stuck in and try to create chances. And I remember there was one moment where Akira Hornsby had like a loose ball and Akira had to make a wonder save. Um, kind of going back to his old days of bailing us out after poor passes in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, one thing that, that really – that uh, Noko really, really focused on was a high press. Um, they, I think they worked on that and they focused on making sure that um, – I think they saw that – Kickers, we have a tendency to pass around the back a lot until we see an opening. And I think to prevent that from eating away at the clock, taking away momentum, and also um, putting them in a position where there can be an opening that, that the kickers can capitalize on, uh, Noko decided we're just going to not let them pass around in the back. We're going to choke, 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 choke them. And they, they really did. They really put our back four in a lot of in a under a lot of pressure, and just just made a nuisance of themselves. We could barely get the ball out of the back at many parts in the game. But I mean, we we worked our way around it. It it 
it increased the pace of the game. Um, we, we had to play quicker. The, the game had to move faster. And I don't think we are used to that. And luckily we were able to get ourselves a goal in that first half, but it was, it was tough getting through that first half. They, they did well to hold on and to, to, to really uh, still provide some attacking threat. But the pace of the game was much faster than we're used to with the ability to play in the back. Yeah. And, I mean, to Richmond's credit, like, the first half, it went about as well as you could go, man. I mean, you got Hornsby cutting down the left. Um, he makes a danger across, across the box. Uh, and Fuella tips it over the line. We get a goal there. But there was some good build-out. They were able to beat Noko's press. Um and really got in behind Noko. I, even with Stanji defending, uh, set pieces look set piece defending look well um, with the clearances there. Um, sometimes I was a little bit worried because of how the camera angle looked. This is shot like right yeah. there at the like right on field level. So sometimes I wasn't yeah. sure like, are we getting first to it or not? Um, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible first. camera angle. That was a terrible <laughs> camera angle. I was not feeling that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, there, there were there was opportunities there for Richmond. Richmond were creating chances. Um, you know, nothing was really coming off of them though. And second half, man, I, I cannot tell you what happened. Like, I'm pretty sure Darren went into halftime telling teams, "Like, look, we know Noka's going to come off firing on all plays. They're going to throw everything at us. We got to stay sturdy these first 15 minutes." Keep applying pressure to them. Do not get yourself stuck in situations that are going to lead to easy chances from them. In saying that, all of that happened. Uh, Marco Hernandez, who I think I said, uh, uh, who was his name for Charlotte? Um, Demick was getting close to be enemy number one in Richmond. Now, Marky yeah. probably heard that and was like, oh, no, I'm going to show you I'm why I'm enemy number one. Um, this man almost had a hat trick. Two goals called off yeah. <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about him and playing Richmond, but he turns into, like, a super saiyan. Yeah, he he definitely turned it up. Um, you could see that when he did get his goal um, – like he was, it, it was almost like one of those finally situations, but he, he, he made a nuisance of himself. Um, absolutely a nuisance of himself uh, in the final third. Um, we, it, it's, to be honest with you, it's a little bit of a taste of our own medicine because for the past two, three years, that's basically what Terzaghi has been to a lot of teams in USL League One. Just that guy who's like, what, how does he always keep ending up in the perfect position to score a goal? Like, we're trying our best to close him down. We're trying our best to shut him out. And he, I think Terzaghi was enemy number one for a lot of teams in, in the past two, three years. Um, and I think we're getting a taste of our own medicine right now with, with Hernandez. We're our own medicine a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's just overall. I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you, Shanae. I don't have the energy to go through and break through each no code goal because they're each horrendously bad in their own way. From the yeah. corner kick that we get slammed dunk on again, the breakaway goal, Marker Hernandez scramble goal. It was just uh, a second half of errors and just individual mistakes, but team mistakes at the same time. Like it felt yeah. like this team defensively was defending very like one on one, which I which I don't feel like is a daring instruction. Like I felt like I really feel like the guys on the field panicked and allowed the pressure yeah. to get to them. And then in a sense yeah. it's like instead of you like team defending, talking about the defense at first, it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just solve it. You know, or I don't want to be the one who causes the next mistake. And then thus in doing that, you're going to create a mistake. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think in, in this game, it was the, the pressure got to them. Um, a lot of times teams will press in waves um, and they'll go through a period of time where they're kind of holding back, sitting back. Um, and that that is the way 
that's that's when we that's that's when we 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 we're at our best. That's when the kickers are at our best. When the other team, they have, we have moments of uh, where they sit back. That's when we pass the ball around in the back. We get our rest. We take our time. The guys get a breather, or we're keeping possession. And then when the other team decides to press, 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 that's when we catch them on the counter attack or the fast build. Because Noko just pressed the entire game, we did not have that ability to slow the game down, to get some rest, to, you know, bring ourselves, bring the game to our tempo and get control of the game. We had no control of this game from minute one because it was just constant press. It was like Jurgen Klopp, Gagan pressing. It was heavy metal, heavy metal pressing, and we we couldn't handle it. Yeah, I mean, the first half we could. The first half, like, like let's be real. The first half we were able to break through the press. Second mm-hmm. half. I mean, I remember one time Akira passed the ball to Suko. Suko was like holding off his guy. And he tries yeah. to pass it back to the ball get cuts out. And it leads to an easy shot attempt from Billy King. Um, but it's like, I don't know, like second, maybe it's just me, but it, it just feels like, man, sometimes you just got to put your foot through it and boot it long. Like, so yeah. it's okay to punt it. <laughs> it's okay to yeah, punt it. And, and that's, that's the 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 situation you want to have that flexibility you want to have that ability of all right we want to play out of the back that's fine but when the other team is doing a high press knock it right over them and let's start from further up let's buy you bypass the press by hitting it over the press and you have to be able to be flexible to be like all right we need to switch this up keep two or three defenders back so that they do want to press and then have everyone behind that first pressing line so that we can get rid of that first line. And now they're scrambling to get back, scrambling to, to make up numbers, and we've got the numbers going forward. But when if you still try to play out of the back with that heavy of a press, it's only going to put you under more and more pressure. Yeah. And, I mean, the right side of this attack was – I mean, the right side of the, the Richard Kicker team was horrendous the second half, man. It, 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 was, yeah. it was bad. Like – the, the left side of this team with Neil, um, Sarakowski, and Hornsby, that's literally where the goal comes from. From Hornsby's side, Hornsby, Hornsby making a run down the left hand touchdown, cutting across, and something good happens from it. The right side of this attack, and I don't know what it was. Let me tell you, but I do know what it was. Noko literally in this 3 4 3 with, um, with Rogers, Billy King, and Apara on that. On that left hand side, I mean, my fault. If I'm looking, at her, yeah, on that left hand side, literally was just like, all right, we're just gonna press up high. Like me and Ronda, I mean, Rogers and Apara are just gonna sit up high and just force fit to like if Fitch goes forward, we're just gonna creep in behind them. And that's literally where the breakaway goal come from. That's where Apara goals come from. And then on the other side, the left hand side, it was pretty much I right, Ronda and Fuella. You two just sit back, and if Hornsby tries to creep up forward, you guys pretty much create, like, a, a zone around him where we are not going to let that ball go to the left-hand side and no-co. There were so many times Richmond just kept falling into the trap of where we'll pass him out of Suko, the ball will go wide to Fitch. Fitch will pass to Bentley to feet. Uh, Bentley would try to hold off his defender. He would try to pass it back. Ball would get lost. Turnover, turnover. And it just kept happening over and over and over again. But when we played to the left, we actually got up the field. And I'm like, go with that. Like, yeah. if the left side isn't open, if you go to the right, tell Bentley, Bentley, I need you to get on your motorcycle and win this ball in the air and go long. Like, that's that had to be the play, man. And if you wanted yeah. Bentley to play a little bit more with his feet, then switch Bentley and Sarakowski. Like Sarakowski yeah. is showing you he's a little bit more physical, a little bit more of that stronger striker in a sense right now. He's playing a little bit better in form. He's coming off of a goal. Tell him to use his body. That's what Sarakowski loves to do. He loves to use yeah. his body. You tell him, like on the right hand side, hey, you're going to be the pivot guy. You're going to hold the ball up there. You know. So it just felt like we were 
we were really reactive to stuff and not proactive is what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you, you've got to, you can't just sit in, in, in the same situation here. You've got to be able to tweak it on in the moment. And the, what you said what, with, with uh, Bentley coming on for Belmar, you, you know, switch him, switch the side. Like, because Bentley wants to run at the defense. Rodgers and O'Power were not going to let him run at them. So switch him to the other side. Switch him to the side where he can get past that back line. And switch Sarakowski, put Sarakowski on, on Rodgers and O'Para. Get a body on them and, and make them think twice about what they're doing. That way, Simon Fitch gets a little bit of a break. And Hornsby now has the opportunity to work with Bentley to move forward. And over and 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 overload the side that uh, Rendon and 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 Fuller are on. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that that's literally where a lot of the breakouts came from in the second half. It just felt like that right side just wasn't able to hold up their end of the bargain and be sturdy enough to build stuff out. Even the fact of which Suko gets subbed out because he's had a mm-hmm. couple of terrible turnovers. Yeah, Camaro comes on, and this this is how you know this game was bad. Jao, who comes on, I think around the 60th minute, is named man of the match. That's how good he played. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, he should have started. <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's, let's, let's talk about it now. The midfield man, it it needs to change. It feels it feels dilapidated and. What I'm saying is probably going to be controversial, but that's fine. Um, I think there's either a good cha- a good reason to either bench. Well, you can bench all three of them, honestly. Um, it's about who's coming to start him. But if Darren going into next week is like, all right, Zaka, you going to sit? Or Neil, you going to sit? I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with it. You know what? I actually, I think the one who would need to be rotated and to sit every once in a while is Suko. Um, I feel that because Suko is not fully um, blooded in that position, and he, he's no Ethan Bryant, and, and it's going to take him a while before he becomes one, Neil can't do his job, and Zaka can't do his job. So it, it, yeah. That is how important that is how important the eight is. If the eight doesn't do well, um, the six and the ten can't do their jobs correctly because they have to compensate. And so you're looking at Neil and Zaka not being able to do their jobs as well. I feel for right now, putting Gomero in will allow Zaka to drop into that sixth position comfortably and protect that back line. Neil to push up a little more and be more of a creator rather than having to come deeper to win the ball or go wider to win the ball. And I think that's where one of my biggest issues is, is how wide Neil and Suko have to be. They have to be moving along the channels. That should be Hornsby, Fitch, Belmar, and Sarkowski. That should be their zone. Suko and Neil should be in the middle of the pitch with Zaka. You move those three in the middle of the field and you have those other four on the outside, you can, you can create something. And then everyone has a position. No one's overstretched. And we can create opportunities. But I think Neil doesn't have the legs to be playing, to, to be pushing that far wide. He does not have the pace to be pushing that far wide. And I don't think Suko does either. So they're kind of being pulled into positions they can't really occupy. And then Zaka then has to push up a little further because there's such a big cavity in the middle of the field because those yeah. guys are being pulled wide. And Suko more, more so favors Zaka. The only reason why I would say just to sit Zaka is just, I think this is the first two times, like in back-to-back weeks, I've seen Zaka and I was like, oh, he got beat. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's the only reason why. Um, but it's also because the defense pretty much collapsed on itself. You're asking Zaka to do everything. Which, by the way, 
first minute of the game, Zaki gets a yellow card. I'm like, oh, he's getting his out the way early. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he, he said, I'm setting the tone right now. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to clear whoever comes in my, uh, comes in my way. Um, so with that said, like, I mean, you're right. Like, Suko more or less does the job of Zaka. Neil, despite not having, well, outside of one goal, and no assist in his name yet, has been one of the higher rated players by football and so people scoring so far. Um, and, I mean, Neil is probably our best ball progressor. I don't know. It just seems like every time Jao plays, there's a spark there. Like, we had the bitty spark with him with the NCFC run and I'm yeah, that's that's right now. Uh-huh. I was saying that's why I think he, he needs to take Suko out, put in Zhao, and see what he can bring. Because if he brings that electric flair to that midfield, you're looking at a situation where Neil can capitalize on that, and Zaka can just sit back and be like, "All right, you handle the midfield flair, and I can sit back and do my job of protecting the back line." So. I don't know if 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 Zhao is is fit enough to start a game. I think he needs to start. He needs to start to give us a little bit more um a little bit more gas in the midfield. So the crazy thing is right now, speaking about our midfield, they only have one assist in their name, and the only person who has an assist is Zaka, which is yeah, crazy. He, he's, he's not the one who should be having an assist. If if we no. only had one assist, you would want it to be Neil. Because yeah. he's the client. <laughs> That's his um, job. As far as, as midfield scoring go, I mean, Suko and Jao have both scored. But, I mean, in terms of creativity, I'm kind of leaning more towards Jao. Like, he takes a shot. He's not afraid to take a shot. He is not afraid mm-hmm. to shoot. Um, Actually, right now, it's funny enough, the guy who's leading the team in assists is Simon Fitch uh, with three right now. Um. But yeah, man, it's, it's just concerning uh, how how this midfield just kind of just collapses in on itself, and how it creates problems for the defense, who gets too stretched out and thin, and I mean, so on and so forth. Um, all right, so I mean, I guess I guess we're both in agreement that Jao probably needs to start next game, see what he can do there, and go over there, you know. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah. Um, another thing that we've probably we talked about on the pre-show was um, <clears throat> problems on corners defensively. Um, team yeah. right now has been getting slam dunked on corners. I can't quite tell, Shana. You might be able to tell better than I can, but are they playing zone or man on corners? <sighs> It looks like they're playing man, and that's why they're they're getting clustered up in a certain area of the field, and then late runners are coming in to to, to cause mayhem. Um, I do feel that there is a lot on corner kicks. There's a lot of ball watching uh, going on. That's where our biggest issue is. The ball watching is causing people to lose their marker, um, to lose the, the the player they're supposed to be covering. And then we end up looking like, oh, he's wide open. Too late. He put it in the back of the net or he took a shot. I mean, there were several before that goal, before Opara's goal, there were several opportunities. There were several warning shots that that Akira handled pretty well. Um, But we didn't didn't take anything. 36 and that is still like still on it. Amazing. I mean, the save he had from um, Trevor Ahmed was amazing. <laughs> oh, goodness. I mean, he, he really definitely, he, again, Akira, with no, unsurprisingly, with a, a solid performance between the six. Um, He's officially he, he, Okage. That's what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he definitely put himself. No, no, that's fine. He definitely put himself on the line with with several great saves. Um, I I would just hope I would have just hoped that the team would would really stick it out for him. 
Because if he's going to do all of that, you, you, you got to support him. And I feel that, like we talked about with the set pieces, those are the most difficult for a goalkeeper to deal with because everything is right up in front of you. Everything is right in your face. It's point blank range. So it's up to the defense to make sure that the shots don't fly. And when we're caught ball watching and losing our markers so frequently, I mean, Akira's going to have to deal with a lot on, on set pieces. And those are the toughest to deal with because a lot of them are scrambles. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. It feels that way. Uh, it feels that way on set pieces where it's kind of just like we're left holding our breath. I don't. I don't have the same confidence as I did last year in this team yeah. clearing them out. And even when we cleared them out, they're not coming right back into our face. You know, last year was kind of yeah. clearing them out. We were able to create chances from our hold up. Um, I don't know. Like, this team just seems devoid of confidence in certain moments. Like, it's kind of we're, we're reverting to this thing of I don't want to be the one involved in the mistake, so I'm going to try to – either solve it by myself and then that creates a mistake or I'm not going to try to involve myself thus pass the buck on to someone else. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> so in that, I mean, you also talked about it pregame about Emmy. Um, he's not getting the service. I, I don't think Emmy had a shot on goal. Did he? No, no. Um, he came through for the for the for the goal that we got the own goal. And he was it was his pressure that caused Fola to to put it in the back of his own net. Yeah. But apart from that, there wasn't really much. And I can't really put that on Terzaghi. I think where it's a combination of our midfield not providing that service and Noko marking Terzaghi out of the game. Um, they really just completely pushed him out of the game and shut the door. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, you do with 3 4 3. It's pretty much, it, all right, we got one extra defender. Someone just targets Emmy, and we're going to force everything on the wings. And yep. you go, like, literally, Simon probably had the most difficult assignment on the field. It was either you're going to pay attention to Rodgers and Billy King go cutting inside of you, or you're going to pay attention to King. And Rogers on the outside of him. It's it's do yeah. or die. Like you you can't win. You're gonna yeah. have to pick one. And I mean, I like honestly, I know me personally, I know I was tough on Eminem start of the year, but I, I can hope play that man. Like that man got he has nine goals and his team has eleven assists. Like yeah. and our most ever assists come from a fullback. Like it's I, honestly, man, it's on the midfield to step up and get more creative. Like, Mika, Connor, Darren, I'm pretty sure they're going to be looking at this tape. I'm pretty sure they have, but they, they got to find a solution to get more creative, not just for Emmy, but just be more creative, period, you know? Yeah, and I, we I, we talked about it briefly last game, uh, last week. It There's always a giant pocket of space in the midfield. And that wasn't the case last year. With uh, Neil, Zaka, and Ethan in the midfield last year, they were always, there was always at least one of them occupying that space in the midfield. This year, there's just this giant cavity in the space behind Terzaghi and ahead of Zaka where there's nothing happening. I mean, and What's strange is that other teams are leaving that space open too, but now you can see why Noko on their third goal capitalized through that space, just plowed through that space, that uncontested space, and got right at us. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to really hold that third goal against the kickers too much because at the end of the day, it, we're down to one. We've got to push forward, and they caught us on the counter. That, that you know, you've got to push your lineup. You've got to... You've got to take risks if you it, – it's, I mean, it's either try to tie it up or lose by two goals rather than lose by one goal. The loss is a loss at the end of the day. Yeah, at that point. So, so at, that, at that point, it, it, I understand why uh, that third goal went down. But I mean, I do too. That's why I chose peace at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
at the end of the day, that pocket of space in the middle is problematic, is very, very problematic. And again, this goes back to me talking about how Neil and Suko are always being pulled wide when we're attacking, when we're in possession of the ball, and sometimes when we're not in possession of the ball, it's as if to say we're playing a 4-4-2 and we took one of the two in the middle and pushed them up and to, to join the two up top. And now we only have one central midfielder and two uh, uh, outside outside midfielders. And, and Suko and Neil are not the type of players that can handle that type of position. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, even if Suko and Neil going wide, I don't mind it because you're creating overlaps and creating, trying to create advantage on the sides, which the team wants to. Like, it's Darren says that we know they're going to play into the wings. But if you're going to do that, I would think, like, you would have Bentley or either or Sarakowski or Belmar or Gordon, whomever. Whoever's on the opposite side, yeah. Have them cut in, you know, to at least create a balance and create a path for them to go forward. Um, It doesn't seem like that's happening. And it just – I mean, you're right. It just feels like there's little disconnects between the bigger disconnects on the field. Um, And it's part of the reason why this team has not put together a good game so far this year. I mean, granted, we got six wins. But I haven't seen a win yet this year that I'm like, okay, that's a statement win. That's a win. Like, yeah, exactly. We 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 don't have any statement win. You know, like I, I made a point last week about how Richmond so far this season has what a couple of clean sheets um, and wins. But if you go look mm-hmm. at it, like, I mean, the Greenville game that doesn't feel like a statement win. That felt like all right, that's a game we got through. We got a point. We got three points. Move on. I mean, Chattanooga, maybe, but I mean, Chattanooga sitting at the bottom of the table doesn't feel like convincing. You know, it, it doesn't feel like the team's put a full 90 together against a top level team yet. And, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's getting worrisome. You know, there's only 13 games left. So the margin error is starting to get shorter and shorter. And I'm wondering if guys are, you know, feeling that pressure from last, you know, coming off of last year, going into this year. You know, I, I'm wondering if the, if the pressure is starting to get to some guys where we're seeing those un- uncharacteristic mistakes. Yeah, uh, there's the, eventually you put them on, under enough pressure uh, for long enough. It, it, it some of them are bound to crack a little bit under that pressure, and I think there needs to be a means for us to. And I know that you know. We're always making fun of the, the the predictable long ball that we've had. But our issue right now is if you don't want to start Gordon, who's the only guy who could probably handle chasing after that long ball, we don't have another means of getting out the back if the pressure comes as heavy as no poker would have. We don't have another means of getting that ball out and, and moving down the field. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right on that. <coughs> My bad. So, with that being said, the kickers right now sit seventh in the table. So, um, the table's a little wonky right now because not every team has played the same number of games. Um, so, if you want to go based on points per uh, match, um, Noco said it's 2.9. Uh, North Carolina says it's 1.75. Madison's at 1.71. Greenville's at 1.56. Charlotte's at 1.5. New York Mahal is at 1.39. We're at 1.32. Tormenta's at 1.24. One Knox is at 1.1. Uh, Lexington is at 0.94. Fuego's at 0.94. And then Chattanooga Hood on the table is at 0.89. The good thing is, the good thing is, is that teams around us lost games, you know. Yeah. Um, Yoma suffered a big loss. One Knox suffered a big loss. Tormenta suffered a big loss. North Carolina didn't play because they had a friendly. Um, so right now, if you look at it, um, I wouldn't include North Carolina because they're over the top of the table. If you look at it, I mean, Charlotte also suffered a loss as well. So if you look at it, Charlotte, Union Omaha, Richmond, One Knox, Tormenta, two of those teams are in the playoffs right now based on points. Mm-hmm. 
Richmond, the rest of the season goes as follows. The next three games goes as this. Uh, Lexington on the road. Saturday, August 5th, we got the Henny Derby against Fort Madison. And then quick turnaround, August 9th, back-to-back home game uh, against Northern uh, Carolina. And then uh, Saturday, we close out against Chattanooga on the road. So four games stretch there. This team got to pick up points and pick them up quick. Like, we're asking this team now to – do something they haven't done, and that's put wins together. Um, they yeah. haven't done that. <laughs> they haven't done that. And, uh, wow. Um, I know. I know, Shanira. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, what you about to say? No, I was just saying it, it, it's harder to swallow, especially coming off of how it was completely different last year. Um, last it year, we, we did through go, go through a couple of spells of struggle here and there when we had injuries, especially when, when, when Bolaños was injured, we had, we had a little bit of a setback. When we had injuries, we had some setbacks. But all in all, it was a season where we were convincing. And now we're going into a season where a couple of those players are gone. Um, there's a, a, a there's a lack of familiarity on the team between the guys in terms of the, those connecting pieces that are that have been switched out. Yeah. And it's just it just it just doesn't look like anything certain, any game at all. Yeah, I mean it's all true. But I mean, like we said, last year was a was a special year. This team caught lightning in the bottom. But and this team kind of feel closer to the twenty twenty one team, you know, where it was all on Emmy and Akira's back. Now we're two years removed from that, um, yeah. you know. But right now, I mean, also I want to make this point: this team also hasn't had back to back losses either. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's a look. If we're going to talk about the negatives, we also got to mention the positive. That team has not had back to back losses. They have come back in a sense of either drawn a game or got they got in points. I say that. Um, yeah, after every loss, they get points. Yeah. So this team does know how to bounce back. It's just, I think the next step, Darren, is probably challenging this team is like, yo, you got to put together a full 90. You know, you yeah. had your opportunity against Charlotte. That was a full – you could have put a full 90 in there, got away, out with a win. Didn't do it. Um, this week coming up against Lexington, a team that's riding high, but a team that is able to get got at, you, you got to put a full 90 against them on the road. Um, for Madison, they're going to come in there flying high. North, North Carolina, they're going to come in there high. Uh, Chattanooga, a team that we've been twice, you know, but we got to do it in Chattanooga, a, team, a place that's been a hassle horse for us in years past. They're starting yeah. to catch a little momentum. So the next four games are big. Um, I would hate to see this team after this four-game stretch um, with no points. I think that happens probably not. But I think we get back to basics. Like, just focus on Lexington. Focus on getting oh, this On Madison. Field. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing is – this week especially is looking at that midfield, looking at Neil, looking at Suko, looking at Jao, looking at Zaka, and just being like, all right, the challenge is at y'all feet. Is y'all guys got to step up this week? And if that's dropping Neil, dropping Suko, dropping Zaka, something. If it got to be done, it got to be done. But the midfield right now on this team is probably my most concerning point, just because the lack of creativity and the lack like this team is third in the third to bottom in the league and chances created. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not good enough. That's not good yeah. enough with um especially with what that that midfield produced last year. Um you would expect that with just literally just one player being changed out that we would be able to do something at least close. At least yeah. somewhat close. But to the point where we're practically all the way on the other side of the spectrum, um, something needs to be done. Uh, They need to get it together. They need to figure out what is going to make those three click. Um, 
This team has only created 21 big chances out the year. That's two. That's one more than one knocks and uh, eight more than Central Valley Fuego. So it's just like, guys, we, we got to create more chances for our guys. And then on top of that, like, honestly, it's the same thing that happened last year. It wasn't that guys were being more crucial. They just got more chances to get to put the ball in net. If you don't have those chances, you're not going to score. You know, so that yeah. affects Bentley. That affects Delmar. That affects Sarakowski. That affects Emmy. Guys get tighter. Guys fill us up like, all right, this is my one move. I got to take it. And if I don't get it, I don't know if I'm going to get the ball back for 10 minutes, you know? Exactly. So you got to do better at that point and that asset. Um, yeah, I felt like we got the rent all out of us for the most part. <laughs> yeah, we were on the couch again. We were, we were on the, the therapist's couch to get today again for for this one. Yeah, I feel like Matt's going to listen to this and be like, it's, it's some point, but, you know, it's our show. Matthew's <laughs> Um, I, I do also want to shout out Landon Johnson. Uh, he got his debut, uh, official debut. Uh, looked impressive as well. Uh, does not look afraid to take players on. Um, you know, I'm not going to critique him too much because I'm not going to lie. After that third goal went in, cut the game off. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But what I can tell when he was on the field, he did very well. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what he can offer to this team. Um. Yeah, yeah. Anything else from you, Shanae, before we uh, wrap up, buddy boy? Um. Oh, top three. Uh, yeah. uh, you want to go first? Or a, know my top three. That's gonna be a tough one. Um. I'm gonna give three points to Zhao coming on and. Outperforming everyone in a short span of time that he was on the field, um, he was he was that electric spark that we would have needed for the whole game or at least the whole half. Um, I'll give my two points to Akira, who kept the score respectable with with a lot of heroics in the first and second half. Um, and one point I'm going to give to Sirikowski for creating that goal. So for me, I'm going to give one point to Landon Johnson. He got his debut, looked uh, brave out there. I would like to see him a little bit more. i uh, go to more minutes. Two points, I'm going to give it to Hornsby. He literally created a goal by himself. <laughs> literally created a goal by himself. Um, and then the three points, I'm gonna give it to Akira. He, he stood on his head. Um, it's weird saying that given the fact that we gave him three goals in this game, but none of those goals were his fault. It's nothing he can do. In yeah. the and the fact that he literally saved us in the game with huge save after huge save, and it just shows yeah, he kept he kept it respectable. <laughs> yeah, it, it shows what this team would be with and without Akira Fitzgerald. Um, and when I, even at 36 years of old, the Hokage of Richmond. Um, yeah, man. Tough is is pretty much, I mean, we feel like we're saying this every week, but it's a shut up and put up week. You know? Yeah. And this, this team number got called again. You know, same thing happened with you, Omaha 4 1. It's time to show it again. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Hopefully, this is the kicker's best performance of the year. And uh, we can get jumps out of here. It's 13 games left. Let's focus yeah, on I that. mean, if we can kickstart something off of this game, like, you know, come back against against Lexington and show everyone that we mean business, I, I, I want to get at least – we need to aim for at least fourth uh, by the end of the season. Uh, just get get ourselves back up the table, put ourselves in a very comfortable playoff spot, and then we can work from there. But you know what that all starts with? Starts with a win Saturday. So um, we'll be rooting on for the kickers. Um, be on the lookout, fans. We got articles coming out soon. Um, but with that being said, as always, we just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day for listening to our show. Because without you, we couldn't do this. We could not do this at all. So if you would love to, love to. We've gotten some lovely notes. You know, y'all want to hear it from Kate. She couldn't make it tonight. 
She um, is playing soccer. She's great at it. Uh, but she'll be on the show next week. So stick around yeah. for next week for that. But if you want to donate to the show, you can by going to rivercity93.com or go to Anchor, type in rivercity93. You can support us there. You can donate uh, to the shows there so you can help us pay for the website, pay for the articles that we do, and get that stuff up to you as quickly as possible. Um, women's coverage is coming quickly, quickly, quickly. Um also, Noko just got now several on the team as well. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, saw that. Um, <laughs> even want to close out the show with me. But as always, go like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on your favorite podcast app. It's RiverCity93.com. And, oh, I, I probably want to close out the show. Shout out to Ted and John. Um, all the stuff that's going out out up there in D.C. I forgot all about it. I want to mention this. Shout out to them. All the stuff that's going on in D.C. with the racism and tax and food ties and the staffer up there, they have decided to not do their show until tax and food ties is gone. Um, and that's what Nisha and Air have been talking about as people that if you say you're an ally, you prove it in ways like this and they are proving it. So we just want to tip our yeah. hat to them. We know it's tough. We know, you know, it's tough to drop something that you love because you love your team. We totally get it, but trust me, this act here speaks louder than any podcast that you can ever do in the past, present, or future. So, yeah, just a uh, it's a noble sacrifice, and and it's a statement, and that's that's what we need. We need these statements to stand out and to to put to to make these people stop and think how much they are affecting their club by acting this way. Um, and, and again, just like you, thank you, Ted, for, for taking the stand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So listeners, I promise that's it. So with that being said, we will holler at you guys next week. Hopefully we're having a happy podcast with a full crew and we'll holler at you guys next week. Even wants to say bye. Holler at you guys next week. (laughs) 